0: welcome to another episode of the love of purple podcast i am your host krista Cocott, a self-made entrepreneur married for 25 years mom to two amazing grown men author extreme dog lover speaker currently living my passion as a life coach for women helping them rediscover their identity heal emotional baggage, stop the cycle of people pleasing so they can find purpose beyond traditional roles. Each week on the Love of Purple podcast, I share success stories and techniques from myself and other entrepreneurs and experts showing you exactly how you can live a life filled with passion and purpose. Are you guys ready? Let's get to it all right you guys it's time for another doozy of on the love of purple podcast hope you are ready buckled up you're ready to learn ready to grow ready to get to know me on another level (laughs) um one thing that i promised i would do one thing i promised to myself and that I always said that I would do when I became a life coach. And as I've become more and more clear on who I am speaking to, which is most of you guys out there, um, is to be real, authentic, genuine, honest, good, the bad, the ugly, the struggles, uh, knowing that we're all doing this life together and there it's a journey. I don't really like that word. However, it, it's a path. It's a lifetime of daily up and down of riding the waves. And you guys, most of the time I'm going to have to say it's absolutely beautiful. It's most of the time it's unreal. And through work that I do on myself and work that I've done over the years and helping my clients, I've also come to realize that even in the struggle, it can be really, really beautiful if you choose to look at it that way. So, today I'm going to be talking about making hard decisions and what that looks like, how it has been in my own life as recently as the last couple of weeks, and ways that we can go about doing that. And I'm going to give you a couple tips and a couple ways that if you are somebody sitting in the middle of the middle of a decision that you know you need to make that you are maybe straddling. You're sitting on the fence and you're like, I don't know which way to go. I don't know what to do here because it's such a hard decision to make. This episode is for you and what I want you to do is take a screenshot of this episode and share it onto your social media platforms. Put it on your Instagram stories, put it on your Facebook stories And go this is for you if you're in the middle of a hard decision because here's the thing you guys these are the tips these are the actual tools I used these last couple weeks that helped me move forward so I'm gonna be sharing them with you it's what I help some of my clients do if they're sitting in a big decision and you know what's really crazy I mean you guys aren't gonna think this is crazy because you know this is the way life works I am a people pleasing coach so I help people overcome patterns habits and getting to the root because we don't just become people pleasers we have it it, most of the time it's at a cellular level it's way down it's way back from childhood okay we learned these patterns we learned these this way of being from a really young age so getting to the root of why we need and why we feel the need for people to be okay with our decisions is a cellular level and until you can heal from that and really look at why you are the way you are, you will continue these patterns. You will keep going, well, I'm just gonna say yes even though I mean no. (laughs) Your boundaries are gonna be extremely leaky. Here's the thing, these past two weeks, I've been sitting here in absolute paralyzation of what other people are gonna think of my decision. That, that's where I was sitting personally. Here's the beautiful thing though. Before it would have taken me a year. That's the thing you guys, as you grow, as you become to develop and become more aware and as you learn and as you take action, you will gain more clarity and more confidence in the direction that you need to go. And knowing beyond a shadow of a doubt, that's what you need to do. Okay, before I keep getting on to my preaching, I'm just going to share with you, oh, this is really hard. See, here it is. Because what are we afraid of? What are you afraid of when you become vulnerable? When you share what it is that's going on in your life, whether it's to one person or it's to the magnitudes, multitudes, (laughs) a lot of people, what are you afraid of? Fear of judgment, fear of what they might think of you fear of falling off the quote unquote pedestal that they have you on ask yourself these questions when you are not taking action when you are holding back from making a decision if you are like me which most of you are you're afraid of what other people are going to think And here's what happens when we stop ourselves from doing what we know we need to do, that's going to be the best for our environment, the best for our energy, the best for our life. We stop living for us and we start living for everybody else. And many of us, you, me, have done it or did it for far too long. And when you become aware of it, everything shifts. If you choose to move that direction and go, that's it, that's it. So I'm just being honest, real, raw, vulnerable, scary as shit, um, of what's been going on. So if you've been following my social media at all, you will know that a few months ago we adopted, we took in two puppies. Okay. Brock. blue. And leading up to this event, leading up to taking them in, there's a lot of lessons in this podcast, in this episode, you guys. So listen to them. (laughs) I'm going to be sharing a lot of lessons that I have learned smack dab in the middle of these last couple weeks, just going, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I've blown myself away with just going, holy crap, there's another lesson that you refuse to look at. There's another lesson that you're looking at. There's another. Before I said yes to getting these two, I had done research about adopt, about getting puppies from the same family. Okay. From the same litter. Um, I'd also looked at getting, I'd also looked at having puppies period, two of them at the same time, I've only ever done it once. I'm a foster mom to dogs. If those of you that don't know that, I also do that. I I have done this for six years. I foster dogs for however long we need to um, integrate them into being with humans. And then they get adopted by their forever family. So only once or twice, I'm trying to think, I think we've had it two times. We've had puppies in the house uh, of the same family, of the same litter. But quickly, one of them gets adopted by somebody and then we're left with one. So we've never had two long term. Um, let me just put it this way. Everything in me was like, don't do it. My gut was saying, you don't need to do this. This isn't, you know, just take one. You don't need to take two. And but this is for life. This wasn't to go and get adopted. Okay. So just to be clear about that, we were getting in two dogs. I am a dog person. I love dogs sometimes more than humans. 98% of the time more than humans. <laughs> just kidding you guys. I love you. But if you are an animal person, you'll know what I mean. So we got them. Okay. End of story. I said, yes, my son got one dog. I got the other. Okay. And so it was a boy and a girl and we got them on January the 17th, I think is what it was. And, um, super excited. We were all, it was, was like, whoo, the energy shifted in our house like that from going from a family of four to a family of six. Two very active puppies, and cutest thing in the frickin' world, and our sleep gust everything turned upside down in one night, which, you know, we're prepared for as much as you can be, because, um, of course, I'd taken care of dogs before, I know how this works, and yada, yada yada. What I wasn't prepared for, what we didn't see coming, was what they call littermate syndrome. And this is also something that I had looked into and I thought I'm just going to look into what, you know, what the pros and cons are for adopting from the same litter. Well, everything came up with litter mate syndrome. And I'm not saying this happens to all of them because I know many of you out there, you know, maybe know somebody or possibly you have you have some of the same, you know, some of the same litter. And uh, or they came from, you know, a certain kind of upbringing for their first eight weeks of life. And um, it's worked out great. The first four weeks was fantastic. It was awesome. It was great. After that, it started to go downhill quickly. The fighting, the um bloodshed, <laughs> the energy in the home shifted from absolute loving to hostile to, um I didn't know what to do. Literally didn't know what to do. I reached out to like four different people dog experts behavior specialists Um, the main thing that was said was you need to separate them so this is my experience you guys first of all so if you're sitting there listening and you're like well no that's not this is my experience of what happened within with these two dogs okay (laughs) clarifying so i reached out to a behavior specialist i told her what was going on Um, they would last for like maybe one of them got really bad one of them has really bad food aggression as well so anytime there's any food or anything near all hell breaks loose don't touch my food don't come near me but only with the other dog not with any humans so and these dogs are the most loving beautiful little short haired collies okay just so you know that's what they are and they are awesome so cute like love them to death so talk to a behavior specialist and she said the best thing that you can do is separate them for long periods of time throughout the day, which is what I saw as well on Dr. Webb, on Dr. Google, and set the, separate them for as, many, for as long as you can throughout the day. She said six hours would be great. Train them separately, feed them separately, do everything separate and then come back together and see how they do. This could take anywhere from two months, six months, a year. Who knows how long? Maybe it'll always stay like that. So we ended up doing that. My son would take his and I would take mine or I would stay at home and he would take his out and then we'd come back together and they would do good for about an hour, an hour and a half. They would kind of play. They would kind of, you know, be okay with each other. And then it was like, you know, a fighting ring and we would constantly have to be separating them. So after much thought and after much I did seek out wisdom. I definitely, I definitely reached out to people that, um, an outside source that I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not sure what to do here. Like I am not this person. I, I can pretty much put up with any kind of dog. I've worked with rescue dogs that have massive behavioral issues. And, but I've always been singular, right? It's never been two of them together. So after weighing out pros and cons, and I'm going to give you all the, things that I went through kind of coming to this decision we finally made the decision after a week of me absolutely bawling every single day like I'm not exaggerating I was a mess thinking of what to do Um, we decided to rehome one of them and give them both a fighting chance of having a happy healthy vibrant life as well as our mental sanity in this home because the energy was absolutely you know, thick as, I don't even know what, mud, and it was not good. It was constantly tension. It was constantly bickering, um, red flag. Like it was just anyways, any hoodle. Um, I was continually on edge because I didn't want either dogs getting hurt. I didn't want, I didn't, and I didn't want the fight club in my house all the time, which was happening. And it was obnoxious and loud. And I didn't want to be heading to the vet every two minutes. And I, I just, it, to me, I'm like, this is not fair to the dog. This is so not fair to the dog. It came down to the dog's life. So we chose to rehome and I put my feelers out to four different people. That's it, my dog friends. And here is the magic. Here's the beautiful thing, you guys. There's power in the decision. When you finally come to a point of making the decision, doors open circumstances will come people will come the most beautiful thing happened when I finally did go that's it I felt a peace there when I finally came to the decision of going we're going to rehome one of them so that they can have the best life possible both of them and my sanity can come back (laughs) an amazing family not far from here about an hour from my home here in Calgary, have been waiting for about a year for a puppy. And they keep getting booted because um, they're on a waiting list and they their name keeps getting, nope, not time yet, nope, not yet, nope, not yet. And they had, the day before they heard about Brock, they had just been rejected one again. And they got word of uh, me rehoming our dog and they were in tears. They were so stoked, live on an acreage, tons of land to run. I'm not going to say anything else because it was just the most beautiful, beautiful thing that could have possibly happened. I'm going to try not to cry. (laughs) It was probably one of the hardest decisions being a dog person, <laughs> being somebody that is continually feeling, and um, and I'm so it's such a gift that that I do have, and that many of you have out there. There's different um, levels and different kinds of empathy, and one of the empathies is actually a uh, an animal. Empaths, And it means you feel for animals. There's plants, there's nature, all that kind of, there's many levels. I'm not going to go, that's not what this podcast is about. Um, However, I have learned that I am an an animal empath as well. I feel for animals. I I feel deeply for them. And I'm sure some of you out there are like, that's me too. So I was very particular on where I was rehoming him, just like I am with all my fosters, However, this one seemed to be a little bit even more deeper, right? Because we were going to keep them. So we have rehomed one of them and I've already heard from them saying he's doing great. They've renamed him. He's theirs. It is beautiful. It is the most, I dropped him off. I didn't even cry. (laughs) I just felt this lightness lift from me knowing that one of the hardest decisions I've ever had to make brought about the most freeing, lightest feeling that I've had in a long, long, long time. And because I knew it was the right decision. I knew it was the right decision. Could we have made it work in our home? Yes, we could have. We could have. We probably all would have lost our minds. And I don't know what the dog's lives would have been. I have no idea what their, what their quality of life would have been. This was the best decision all the way around. So what I want you guys to do is this. If you are somebody sitting there and you have a decision to make, here's the thing. Back up just a touch. There were days where I was thinking, what are people going to think of me? I'm a dog person. I knew what I was getting into. However, I didn't see the fighting coming. I didn't see the... um, you know, food aggression with him, with the other, I didn't see the, the disruption of energy that would be happening, the, the severity of it. That's what I didn't see. And um, so I thought, okay, what are people going to think? Instead of thinking, instead of knowing, instead of trusting my instinct and my gut and my intuition and wisdom and God and higher source going, you do what is best for you and your family. Period. So I'm telling you guys this right this second. You do whatever is best for you and your family right this second. Because nobody is walking in your shoes. Nobody knows exactly what's going on in your world except for you. Period. And you have to do what's best for you. Period. One more time. Exclamation mark. Da 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 da. Okay what i did was i took a massive deep breath and this happened more times than once you guys these steps i'm going to give you the first thing i did i i spoke to an outsider i got someone unemotionally attached to the situation i reached out to three different behavior specialists i reached out to a couple friends that had nothing to do with our situation the dogs blah, blah blah and i presented them with it wasn't looking for external validation or approval That's not what I was looking for. I was looking for feedback. I was looking for support that was impartial. Have you thought of this? 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 Nope. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. That's what I was looking for. Wisdom and outside counsel, an impartial party. Okay. That was the first thing I did after crying nights and days and and it's not that these dogs were bad. Like I said, they're the most amazing dogs. They, they're And they're going to be unreal now that they're apart. The second thing I did was I thought in years, not in the days. If I thought tomorrow, next week, it, it was overwhelming. I thought in years. A meaningful decision, whatever it is that you guys are doing, usually hard decisions. I mean... You know, it can be like, do you want Chinese or do you want, you know, fast food for tonight? That can be a hard decision for some, some people that overthink and that, you know, don't know what they like. And there again comes to people pleasing because maybe you're trying to say the right thing for the right person. But if you're somebody that is in the middle of a really, really hard decision going, um, do, I, do I start this job? Do I quit my job? Do I hire that coach or don't I hire that coach? It's a lot of money, but yet I know it's going to change my life. Should I move to the ocean where my soul's been calling me for my whole life or do I stay here? Do I leave this relationship that is sucking the life out of me or do I just stay with what I know? So some of these decisions that you guys might be sitting with, they're difficult, they're really hard. And what I want you to do is thinking in longer periods of time helps your brain settle down and shift from reaction to strategy mode. So what I mean by that, when I was able to sit back and go, if we're to stay like this with both of them under this roof, the fighting, the constant separation. I'm gone for eight, you know, for eight hours. My son's gone for eight hours. However it is, if we remove the dogs from one another, we can't sustain that long-term. It's just not possible right now. It's not possible right now. Our life is the way it is. And so we would be sucking up every ounce of energy mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, <laughs> and then coming back together and I i I could not see that happening long term because it had already been a month of doing that every single day we were apart every single day for a month and it had already worn on us completely worn on us and so that came into a massive play is think of your years not the days so if you're in a If you're in a massive transition right now and you're sitting there going I'm not sure what to do with this decision I want you to think in years down the road do you see yourself years down the road in that same relationship do you see yourself down the road not starting that business that has been calling at you for years to do and you're not gonna do it do you see yourself years down the road living where you're living even though you know you want to move that's what I want you to do is is come up with your yes or no for this decision in thinking years down the road. The other thing that I did, (laughs) did the old piece of paper, pros and cons. There wasn't a lot of, I mean, there was a lot of pros because they're dogs. And so for me, it was like, I love dogs and I will make anything work and I can work with any, any dog. I, I'm not, I'm not afraid of them. Um, What I had never felt before was the tiredness of dealing with the constant conflict. Hmm. That's good. Yeah, that's what I felt. I felt the tiredness of dealing with the constant conflict. Ooh, you guys, you could be feeling that even from people, maybe not necessarily animals, but you could be feeling tired from constant conflict with people. So I wrote down pros and cons. What if they stay together? What if they go? What happens? Blah, blah, blah. Now, here's the thing too. You guys might be somebody out there. That's like, I just make a decision and I do that and I don't care. I just go better, you know, it's, it, I just make a decision. and I up and move. Yeah, that's me. I've been there many times in my life where I haven't overthought decisions. I haven't given, you know, I don't care. I'm like, I don't care, I'm gonna sell my business. And and it's not that I just do it like that, you guys just see it like that. It's been a year in the making, or six months in the making, or you know, it's been a while that it's been ruminating in my head, and I've been talking to people, and then I finally talk about it, and it's like, whoa, it seems like it was just like that. It's rarely just like that, it just seems like it. Um, what I really, really felt with this decision was the mental fatigue, the mental energy required to weighing the pros and cons was absolutely like exhausting. That's where my tiredness came in, was I was so fatigued from trying to make a decision, the best decision possible. And that is where I wanna tell you that if you are somebody sitting, become aware of your state of mind when you're making these hard decisions because you will be fatigued you will be so fatigued that you'll go, I, okay. How many of you at the end of the day? I know this is you guys. Come on now. At the end of the day, you get home and maybe your partner says, What do you want for supper? You're like, oh, I don't care. I don't care. Just make something or order something. I don't want to have to make one more decision, right? That is decision fatigue, my friends. So, depending on how long you've been sitting, on this thing that you know you need to do that you know is the right move and it is the right move for your environment it's the right move for your energy it's the right move for your family whatever it may be it's the right move for your soul and guys here's the thing here is the thing is sometimes there won't be, ah, not sometimes, almost all the time, there won't be this massive, huge bolt of lightning that comes down going, this is the way you do it. This is, and that's how many times we want that, right? How many times do we want this big lightning coming down going, this is the way, this is the right way. This is the way that will cause no stress. It doesn't happen like that. It does not happen. You just have to make a decision and live with it and choose your hard, Ha. Huh choose your hard stay in the relationship make it work leave make it work start the business make it work sell your business make it work hard decisions will lead you to be stronger more confident but they're not easy that's why they're called hard decisions my friends become aware of how fatigued you are with the decisions that you need to make. Because when you get mental fatigue, when you get that decision fatigue, when you're just like, Oh my God, I'm so tired. I don't even know what I want to do. It becomes very unclear of what you need to do. So rest up, make it quick. This is why successful business people, um, business people and not even all just business people just people that move along in life make decisions quickly they don't overthink they don't care what other people think they do what's best for them and I'm going to say this too it's not easy and that is why for me one of the things I've prided myself in and I'm very proud of myself is that I do make decisions quickly this one took me a while and it was frustrating for me because but again going back to (laughs) going back to number two a meaningful decision needs to be done with a lot of thought and I didn't want to just do a knee knee jerk reaction with this one I wanted my brain to settle from reaction mode into strategy mode into what is the best for everybody here and some of you might be thinking well you know a month or two weeks isn't that long to think about it and that's okay that's okay And some of you might be going, holy shit, I would have just pulled the plug after a week. Great. Back to the beginning. Everybody's life is your life. Your life is yours. You get to do whatever works for you and whatever's best for you. Don't let anybody else tell you what they think you should do. You can get advice, you can get direction, you can get guidance, coaching, all the good stuff. Ultimately, it's up to you what your decision you make. Ultimately, in every area, not just doing this kind of thing, but these hard decisions are ultimately up to you. Because here's the thing. If you go, can someone please just tell me what I should do? It's not fair to that person. And then you're not living your life. You're back to people pleasing and waiting on somebody else to tell you how to live your life. Get still. Get quiet. Listen. And sometimes, you guys, it's not going to be the one you want to hear. Because it's going to be hard. Both of, both of both of these decisions were going to be hard for us. That's the thing. <laughs> sometimes there's an easier way and sometimes there's hard. This was a, t- this was a hard one however once the decision was made i already felt lighter because again there's power in making the decision so you guys i just want to encourage you that if you are in a place of not sure which direction to go and you are having a struggle, please know that I'm here for you. Reach out to me on Instagram, send me a DM, send me a message on Facebook. I will be a sounding board. I will be someone impartial. If I don't know you, (laughs) if you're somebody that's having this dilemma of what to do, I can definitely give you a different view, something else to chew on, an outside perspective, but keep moving forward. And I promise you that when you take action in one direction or the other, you will be met. You will be met with circumstances and people that are right for that decision. So it has been um, a few days since we have done the rehoming. And I will tell you right this second. Um, the peace, uh, the confirmation, the affirmation, the knowing, the lightness, I'm just going to use all the words, <laughs> that it was the absolute, um, thing that we, and that I needed to do in order to heal and keep moving forward. Um, here's the thing guys, is that you have to do and I've probably said it 13 times in this episode but I believe it with everything in me you have to do what is right for you in your environment so that you can be the most productive the most healthy you have to do what's right for you to be the best version of yourself as hard as it is it may be maybe you said you know yes to something hello I just did and you're like oh crap this is not turning out the way that I thought and like I said it's not like we couldn't have made it work we probably could have no we probably could we definitely could have however it was not the best interest for everybody involved including the little rascals so just know just know that once you make the decision yes or no, stay or go, hire, fire, apply, don't apply, whatever it is. Stick with it and don't do the what if game. Don't play that game because it just draws you right back in and there's your limited beliefs and there's your negative thinking. Stick with the decision that you made and move forward. When you play the, oh, what if, and with the decision that you didn't do, you'll you'll go back. You'll stay stuck. Make the decision, move forward. And I promise you, I promise you with everything in me that the road unfolds before you. You just have to take action. All right. Again, if this episode resonates with you and you want to share it, I would really greatly appreciate it. Let other people know. How to make hard decisions, how to come to the understanding that they do need to be made. And that sometimes, most of the time, 98% of the time, hard decisions lead you to feeling so much lighter and doing what you know needs to be done. Listening to your gut, your wisdom. Okay got any questions, fire them over to me. Love you guys. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you guys later hey guys thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of the love and purple podcast if you loved this episode could you do me a solid and leave a loving review and rating take a screenshot of it and share it onto your favorite social media platform it's super helpful for getting this podcast out there and heard by more people if you'd like to connect with me and chat in depth with anything that's going on in your life you can find me hanging out over on Instagram at I am Krista Kokos. Send me a DM, let me know who you are, and I'd love to chat. Thanks again for listening, guys.